Welcome, folks, to The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr. We are coming to you from these United States of America here in the middle of the country, Des Moines, Iowa, where it is, uh, well, sort of kind of flooded. Uh, we've got plenty of rain, Bud. Uh, nice. But it's nice to be with you all on this Wednesday. Uh, we want to say thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, where Bud and I both work. I'm the uh, Senior Advisor for Mission Initiatives out there, Director of the Center for Human Flourishing. Bud, what do you do at the old ballpark? I'm the Associate Provost at the college, and I'm very pro-rain. <laughs> yeah. I'm pro-rain. I went through a drought in North Carolina, so I'm always thankful for the rain. But it can put you into tough social situations, because like, traveled home to Nebraska a few years ago. I was like, yeah, it's great, all the rain you guys are getting. And, you know, my parents like, well, we can't drive down certain roads, and, like, <laughs> our favorite fishing hole is closed, but I'm glad it's blessed you. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just all those uh, potential scientists out there, if anybody can ever figure out how to get water from the places where there's too much of it to the places yeah. that need it, uh, I know that you were just sitting here, like, making, uh, you know, w- worthless things to sell on Amazon, but if you could do that... <laughs> You can uh, save humanity, make make some sweet dough. So Bud and I are pro-inventions yeah. that help rather if, than harm. I don't know if he's mic'd up, but I bet Jimmy lived through the great Des Moines flood of 93-ish. Actually, no. Oh. I was in Omaha at the time working at a country radio station. Nice. And I moved back, uh, I think it was a week after the... Uh, they just got what they could start using water again and take showers. Okay. Uh, so you're just uh, left Des Moines in its time of need. That's right. I did. I was uh, working at another radio station, not even in the state. So yeah, the, the, the 90s, uh, for all the Midwestern cities, we don't need to go into it uh, too much because it's a bit macabre. But like, every, it seems like the Midwestern cities in the 90s, they all have like the thing that happened that like started their cities to, to rebuild. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma City certainly was uh, the bombing, unfortunately. But like here, you know, uh, I, I think this goes to show you the spirit of Iowans, right? Like you have the 1993 floods mm. and uh, everybody remembers them, but not so much because uh, and I'm saying this as an outsider being impressed, not so much about the devastation, but like how everybody came together and like for, you know, a month or so, uh, you know, people were helping each other out with water and all these things like yeah. this. And then uh, downtown Des Moines that we all come to know and love uh, really started to spring up um, from that. So that's really far afield from where we were going. <laughs> you know, I was here, though, for the ice storm of 1990. Uh, oh, see, when we were like, out one. of power for, you know, some places for a couple weeks, if not a month. Because that happened when I was in know. high school. I can't help if Jimmy tell if Jimmy helps or hurts the cause. Like, yeah, <laughs> how are these natural disasters correlated to him living? Yeah, here? like what what uh, what geographic region Jimmy is actually uh, living in? Well, you know what? I do know one thing is uh, Jimmy's lived here plenty of time, and during that time, Mercy College of Health Sciences, who underwrites our show, has always been a force for good. Ex- uh, exactly bringing forth people to go extend the healing. Uh, Ministry of the Sisters of Mercy, and they still do that today, mchs.edu. If you want to uh, blaze your path in medicine uh, through our nursing and allied health programs. Yeah, so much going on. Sometimes my head is spinning just with the the different programs we've mentioned before, sonography, rad tech, physical therapist assistant. So 
a lot there. Rad tech. It's rad. It's rad. Uh, that byline is easy to come up with. That's right. I could be in marketing if that's all that it took. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait we need to like send uh, Matt Romke, <laughs> who does like marketing, like really obvious things. Like he's like, I know, guys. I know. He's like in nowhere, Montana. Don't email me. And you and I are just sending him like very obscure marketing ideas. <laughs> Uh, he's he, he's going to get it here soon. Well, like I said, mchs.edu. Uh, thank you, Mercy College, for underwriting our show. As always, uh, wonderful that we are able to be here with you at their behest. So uh, we're going to keep on with uh, the arc of the show we've been doing. So uh, serve, uh, sacrificial leadership in the key of Jesus Christ. We're talking about the saints and buds. So we're going to talk about talk about the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about the first saints that the Holy Spirit, of course, called into being uh, by looking at the Acts of the Apostles. So that's what we're going to talk about today, the Uncommon Good, Bob Honor, Dr. Bud Mars. Stick around, and we'll be back right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio, provided by Knights of Columbus, Borman, and Pfeiffer Agencies, serving the Catholic families in Iowa. Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society, providing financial security to members and their families, specializing in life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, retirement annuities, and you can reach Knights of Columbus field agent Dan Genther at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you, Builder Ken Construction, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken Construction is a commercial general contractor. Projects range from tenant improvements, historical renovations, to high-rise buildings. Learn more at bdconstruct.com. Thank you, Builder Ken Construction, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular seasonal and limited release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dr. David Ball from Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-255-3546, dmisurgeons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Intervisions Healthcare, empowering men and women to make the most informed, life-affirming decisions for themselves and their families. Learn more at IVHcare.org, IVHcare.org. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Back with the Uncommon Good, Bob Honor, Dr. Budmar, joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. Today we continue our grand arc that we've been doing here in 2022, talking about sacrificial leadership. How is it that Catholics should listen to Jesus Christ, look at his example and everything that he is, and try to imitate him when we find ourselves in places of leadership? So, of course, the first whole arc that we uh, discussed, sort of the philosophy and theology behind all this, the second arc, we're trying to get into the saints themselves. So uh, the stories of the saints, seeing how their uh, lives are mirrors to this leadership uh, that Christ himself shows, the sacrificial leadership. So uh, we've talked about the Holy Spirit, what that's going to uh, 
serve as the foundation of how this all works in the church. Um, so we wanted to get uh, hit the ground running talking about the first saints that the Holy Spirit himself called. And so, but of course, the place to do that is the glorious Acts of the Apostles. It uh, works out liturgically as well. We just had Pentecost. And so we are now living in, unfortunately, like when people think ordinary time, uh, you know, they don't think ordinal, which means like direction and compass, right? This is sort mm-hmm. of the, the idea, right, is the Holy Spirit comes and sends the uh, saints out to every uh, compass point through the earth. We sort of get this idea that it means like things are going to be ordinary and plain. But another way to say this is this is the season of Pentecost the entire time, the Holy Spirit sending out the saints. And the Acts of the Apostles really get to this, uh, we, you know, the, the first chapter of the book is about the ascension, and so Christ saying, you know, the game plan, what's going to happen here. But from book two onwards, um, the Acts of the Apostles is rife with these stories about the sort of kinetic energy, the Holy Spirit has now come, and what is it that the first Christians did spreading um, what Jesus Christ had, had handed on to them? Yeah, I was reading this uh, in preparation for the show last night, and, and going digging back into Acts, I think really what jumps out to me, Bo, is how much the book is about God has a plan, <laughs> this plan is going to take place, and we can either, either be like dragged into it or watch it unfold. And I think that's a helpful reminder. You know, I, I know sometimes on the show I sound like a broken record, but I've talked before about how God calls us to be faithful to a specific direction, and that doesn't mean we have to figure out all the details. Now, I know when I bring that up, the impulse is to say, like, well, can we just slack off then? And you get in the book of Acts, you see that's certainly not the case. But it is helpful to be reminded that there's this, like, providential ordering, and God has a unique calling for each one of us. But our first task is to try to be sensitive and to listen to where God is directing us. So I think about the very beginning of the book, where um, Judas, of course, has betrayed Christ, and he has this violent death. And then um, the Holy Spirit prompts the apostles to replace Judas. And the key there seems to be the number 12. It's not really like, well, you know, there's a a certain amount of, like, work tasks to go around. We have to, like, spread it out evenly or whatever. But God is doing a new thing in Jesus Christ. It's the restoration of Israel. And so the 12 apostles are the fulfillment of the 12 tribes of Israel. So they have to complete this number of 12, and they end up drawing lots. Like, it's really just almost like... a. I mean, luck is the wrong word, but they don't, like, review resumes. They say, we need someone. They choose this Matthias. I don't think you hear about him again in the New Testament. But, I mean, you know, like, the the, the apostles at that point, they're aware that God is creating this new Israel. They know, like, this, like, symbolic figuration, and they make this choice. And for us, living in a society where, in a lot of ways, we think about leadership, like, well, I'll listen to a leader— insofar as he or she fulfills certain like characteristics that I think a leader should have, or if I have the chance to choose someone, you know. And really, you see in this case, like that's not the case. Sometimes God just hands us a leader, and we sort of deal with who that person is. Now, I mean, I'll follow that up real quickly in saying, again, you hear that and you think like, well, with that sort of system or approach, won't we be sort of like run over? Because if God just appoints leaders sort of by drawing lots or hands them down— does it really matter how that person operates? Well, I mean, not to give the rest of the book away, but what you see is insofar as folks, uh, people, you know, follow the will of God, certain things happen. If you step outside of God's will, there are other consequences. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's sort of the guiding principle. 
Like we're we're not permitted to do whatever we want. And if we try to operate in life that way as leaders, there will be natural consequences. There's also, I think, sort of, um, uh, you know, uh, discerning God's will is important just in terms of like, I mean, we could jump to Ananias and Sapphira, but I'll save that for a few minutes. <laughs> well, I think that it's how you're pointing this out is really, of course, Paul is the very obvious one to get at, where this mm-hmm. book sort of peppers in, like, Saul's a bad dude. Saul's a really bad dude. Yeah. Saul is, like, watching St. Stephen get stoned. But then everyone is surprised, not only when, of course, he's knocked off his horse and he's blind, and, you know, now God is uh, sending people to go literally find him and bring him into uh, the fold. And even, like, good and worthy and very obviously obedient people in the book are like, God, you know, we, we trust you in all things, but this is Saul. You mean Saul, right? I want to make sure that you're talking about Saul. They're so um, surprised by this. But Jesus, God himself like, <laughs> tells them, this is Paul, my chosen vessel, who will suffer much for my sake. And the idea that Saul, of all the people you would maybe imagine to be the apostle to the Gentiles and, and bring the sort of word of, of the Holy Spirit to these nations that no one at the beginning of Acts thought necessarily would hear this word, gets to the point that we're talking about. It's not that um, Saul, like you said, uh, was hired for his qualifications. Funny enough, his job does make him very qualified. That's the sort of interesting thing about it. A guy who, like, going town to town has all these networks that he used, you know, to terrify the Christians is now precisely using all of those skills for the sake of the kingdom— but no one goes like, well, we need to go get that uh, the guy who's on the other team and steal him to be our boss. It was the you know it was Christ, of course, that made this work. But this gets back to I think another uh, concept that the Book of Acts is very much attenuative to is the concept of witness. Yeah. So what are what are we doing? They say you know Paul uh, Peter uh, excuse me to begin with we are witnesses to what Jesus has done and we are witnesses to his fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. What the Holy Spirit is looking for in leaders is witnesses to uh, the truth, witnesses to the past, but witnesses to the past and how it is still living and informing today. It's very interesting to look at the sort of sermons at the beginning of Acts, whether they be Peter uh, or um, even Stephen as he's being martyred, that you get intricate histories of the people of Israel. Like, you get entire quotations of the Old Testament but threaded through, right, that what the Spirit is doing now. Our leaders have to have this sort of living memory. It's not just that we have a sort of nostalgic past that we're always uh, referring to. It's not that we erase memory and just only care about the future. But it really is how do we witness to what has occurred, but witness now to what that past is, how it's living and informing things today. Yeah, uh, that idea of witness, I think that's living a certain way, but it's also... Sometimes uh, when we come up against the circumstances of life or even the enemies of God, it's faithfulness in the midst of difficulty. And so by by persevering when others push back, that is a kind of witness in itself, you know, living by by principles when it would be easier to compromise. Um, and, and the Holy Spirit, as you see in the book, has a way of pushing us outwards, even when we're somewhat lackadaisical. Like, I don't want to be too tough on the apostles. They do some amazing works in this book. But the book starts, I mean, in the very beginning, you have the ascension of Christ. And before he ascends into heaven, he promises the disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, 
And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And as a professor, it's nice to have that verse in the book of Acts because that's sort of the outline of the book. Mm. But what happens is the Holy Spirit does come in power. I'm not sure why, but as I was reading the first several chapters, it seems like the like the apostles, they're doing all sorts of miraculous works in and around Jerusalem. But in some ways, like you're still waiting for that further fulfillment to Judea, Samaria, and the utter ends of the earth. By the time it ends, you know, St. Paul is in Rome, but in some ways, God, I think, has to use like persecution or difficulty to sort of force the apostles outward. I think we see that in our own day, like as Western Christians, we kind of lament the the loss of faith in Europe and the United States. But as that has waned here, it's not like, oh, well, you know, like the gospel's just going to fizzle out. God's raised up great leaders of faith around the world. So you see the explosion of Catholicism in Africa and in Asia. I think in terms of leadership here in the States, Bo, you know, I, I'm confident you'll see a similar thing. Like if Catholics who have been handled, handed these great gifts, like if we don't do education or medical ministry or whatever, I don't think that means like the world will be devoid of witnesses. It's just like God will raise up other folks in our stead. No, and I think that is uh, a, a one place you see this is uh, the conversion of uh, the centur- uh, centurion, right, Cornelius, or the, the officer of the law. He's a Gentile, and how this is connected with um, Saint Peter's vision of uh, the, the descending of the you know the sheet with the animals, right? Yeah. The, like the the, un, the what has been previously unclean has now been clean, clean, cleansed. Excuse me, uh, by God through Jesus. And so the unexpected, right? But the unexpected makes sense because of how rooted they are as witnesses to the prophecies. And so it's not a throwing aside or just doing whatever comes to mind. It really is this, if we are witnesses to the prophetic past, we will see when God opens the new future, like Cornelius, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the church in Antioch, etc. This is The Uncommon Good. Bob Bonner and Dr. Budmar, stick around. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry. Sarah is an apostolate dedicated to the support of new and existing vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. Learn more at joinsarah.org, joinserra.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Golden Rule, always seeking to serve customers better and to create job opportunities within the community. So with the new electrical division, Golden Rule now services all home maintenance concerns. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, demoin-dentalassociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Back with the Uncommon Good, Bob Bonner, Dr. Bud Barr, joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. Well, Bud, to get right to it, because we're, we're, we're going to end up having to do two shows, <laughs> at least, on the Acts of the Apostles, but to finish out this beginning part of the book, talking about the Acts of the Apostles, the Spirit, and leadership, um, I think one th- thing that sticks out uh sort of in the grain of a very happy, like, look how great everything's going uh, in the Acts of the Apostles, um, is the undercurrent of how God is threading through some really, like, crazy stuff as well. I mean, so Paul is a very obvious one, goes from murder, murderer to uh, chief, uh, you know, protagonist, and I, we'll get to that with the next show. But two episodes, I think, that strike people as is crazy, to be honest, but get to the heart of what's going on here. One would uh, is the episode with Ananias and Sapphira where they hold back, they say that they've given all their money, but then they don't. They actually just die on the floor when they do that. But another one that I think actually makes sense of this is Simon Magus, where we have a, a straight-up magician <laughs> be a character <laughs> in this great arc. And Simon's part in this is interesting, because what Simon is... What Simon says, bad joke. <laughs> um, so he... He is. He, he goes around. He's he's, he's a, mus- a a magician. Like he heals people. You know, he's obviously making a trade of it, and this is sort of like uh, an in- instrumental thing. But he's convicted. He does change. He wants to be a Christian, and so when he sees the Holy Spirit go to other people, he goes up to the apostles and says, "What do I need to pay you in order to get this power?" And so then he gets upbraided, and he actually repents. He says he's sorry. He didn't mean it this way, but it goes to show you that what what the apostles accuse him of. Is they go, you're you're acting like you can buy and sell the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, acting like it's something that is a, you know, that's beneath the dignity of God, and then he repents. But but I think what this shows is the sort of spirit and what it gives, and this gets into a Christian understanding of leadership too, can never be a mere instrument, right? It can never be something that like could be bought and sold, and so often. Leading, you know, even if it's in a sacrificial way, people use as an instrument, which gets back to uh, uh, the, the couple that acts like they sold things but didn't. What Peter upbraids them about is not like you didn't have to give away what you bought. It was yours to buy and sell. It was yours to give the proceeds. Why give it but lie to the Spirit, they say. And I think that goes to show that in leadership in a Christian key, if we do things just to seem like we're holy or in charge, that that undermines everything that we do. And this is witnessed against by, for instance, the delegation yeah. the apostles give to uh, the seven deacons or Stephen's willingness to be martyred. No, I think that's a great point. And when we taught servant leadership together, we would talk about the goods that God gives us. And when we came to wealth, we would say its limitation is that it's instrumental. So it's not an end in itself. Now, that's not to denigrate it. We practically need income. We even ask, you know, of course, at the radio station for financial support. But like you're saying, it can't be conflated with the work of the God. It can't work of God. It can't be conflated with what the Holy Spirit is doing. 
And so that's where in the book, it's replete in the book of Acts. We have to have this sort of detachment or freedom from it. And I think that's why when you see the community living faithfully, they share everything in common so that everyone's taken care of. And I mean, in the end, that's what I, I guess I harp on the most is mission when it's done well, uh, animates the entire organization. But when it's used as an instrument, it sort of invalidates everything good, um, that, uh, a corporation, a, a group, um, a, a people does. Well, this is the uncommon good. May Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, reign in our hearts, our families, our city, state, nation, world, galaxy, the whole kit and caboodle. This is the uncommon good, and we'll be back next week. Bud, if folks want to join us uh, with the prayer life that we do here at Iowa Catholic Radio, what are easy ways for them to do so? Yeah, please join us in prayer. We broadcast the rosary at um, 6 in the morning. Uh, 10 a.m. later later on in the morning, and then have the Divine Mercy Chapel at 2.55 p.m. You can always jump on the Iowa Catholic Radio app to access and pray uh, the rosary anytime, anywhere. And if you want to do things with Iowa Catholic Radio, uh, the events here and around Des Moines uh, Diocese, uh, it's easy to check out what we're up to. The aforementioned app that Bud brought up, you can look at stuff there, iowacatholicradio.com, or if you just want to chat with folks to see what's going on, 515-223-1150. The Eucharistic Miracles of the World display can be viewed right now at St. Joseph. That's up through June 20th. The next uh, Man Up West Power Lunch is Friday, June 10th at noon, St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. Iowa Catholic Radio welcomes Scotty McCreary with special guest Ali Colleen to the Iowa Event Center Ballroom Sunday, July 24th. They also welcome Skillet with special guest Dante uh, Bow to the Iowa Catholic, uh, excuse me, the Iowa State Fairground Thursday, August 11th at 8 p.m. Uh, we got John Christ and friends with special guest Dusty Slade to the Iowa State Fairground Grandstand Wednesday, August 17th, 8 p.m. Uh, we also have Ann Wilson to the Iowa State Fair Ann and Bill Riley stage Sunday, August 21st at 8 p.m. Then, of course, if you're interested in the 15th anniversary footsteps a footprints of god pilgrimage to the holy land with steve ray matt wilkham and father pj mcmanus that will be november 11th through the 23rd in 2023 again go to iowa catholic radio to find out more um you can also go there or call 515-223-1150 to donate to keep this good work in this ministry on air it's not just the people that you hear on air uh, and not even the people back in the offices or behind the boards it's your ministry as well and we need your help your prayers your volunteer but yes your material support you can do so one more time 515-223-1150 or you can go to iowacatholicradio.com and hit the donate button bud uh go enjoy uh the uh, well-watered iowa uh landscape and uh yeah just i hope everybody uh is getting geared up uh for summer has a safe summer um prayerful one and a blessed one as well certainly blessings we'll see you all next week this is the uncommon good and bud and i will be back next week the uncommon good with bo bonner and dr bud marr is heard every week on wonderful Catholic stations like this one and anytime on podcast. Just search for The Uncommon Good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.